New Thought Media Network. We are a global broadcast network of positive music, media, and entertainment. Inspiring humanity's evolution along the journey of enlightenment and creating a world of love, peace, empowerment, and prosperity for all. New Thought Media Network. Positively inspiring. Again, dear ones, Dr. Robert with you here on a Friday night. It's five o'clock on the mountain time zone. And that means it is time for the good news. Our weekly look at the good news stories that find their way across my desk. And I think I'll remind you, we really are creating a world that works better for everyone. First up tonight, Clackamas County. Oregon, one of two counties into which Portland is a part of, uh, has reduced the rate of homelessness by 65% over the last four years. Officials say this reflects a more comprehensive strategy. According to the Clackamas County's quarterly report on the supportive housing services outcomes, the county has rehoused 314 people in six months. In the past six months, 429 people and 223 homeless households were placed in permanent supportive housing that exceeded the state's goal for the period by 20 houses. Just over the last couple of months, we've placed 30 households in the rapid rehousing program through the support of housing services. That's according to Melissa Erlbaum, executive director of Clackamas Women's Services. We're doing amazing work and partnering with the county. According to local officials, uh, the report also stated that SHS prevented 1,369 people and 591 households from being evicted which is one of the first steps towards supporting and solving homelessness is making sure people don't end up homeless in the first place. The permanent supportive housing is another component of the approach uh, detailed in the reports. It seems like everything's working pretty well in Clackamas County. Good job out there, folks. We love hearing these kinds of stories because we get inundated with all the bad news stories. We get enough of that. Around here, we like to celebrate the good news stories. And you know, we get most of our stories over at thegoodnewsnetwork.org. Feel free to drop in over there. Give those folks some love and attention, a little bit of the love that they so rightly deserve. If you have a good news story that you'd like to share with us, please, please send it to us, goodnews at ntmedia.org. Or if you'd like to come on the good news and serve 
uh, support the program, be a special guest at some point, uh, you're welcome to reach out to us as well. All right, next up, let's introduce you to Jorel Bolden. Uh, Jorel is 16. He lives in Independence, Missouri, and he's got a big foot. A couple of them, actually. Size 23. Which is extremely large. Very few, uh, very few, well, almost no shoe companies sell shoes that big. Now, the Independence community rallied around Bolden and his mother Tamika by raising twelve thousand dollars through a GoFundMe, uh, and that GoFundMe attracted the attention of drumroll, please, legendary good guy Shaquille O'Neal. Now, it doesn't take long to find a good story about Shaquille O'Neal helping others out in the world. And that's exactly what happened here. Uh, Shaquille ended up sending uh, Jarrell 20 pairs of size 23 shoes. Jarrell said it's better than Christmas morning <laughs> because Santa didn't send this. Shaq did. Jarrell said 6'5", weighs 380 pounds, wants to become a football player. This is not the first time Shaq has done good work in the world. You'll, you can remember previous reports we've done here uh, about O'Neal sharing, uh, bringing a young basketball player named Zach Keith uh, to a shoe store in Georgia where he outfitted him with 10 pairs of size 18 shoes. Overall, if you've got a big kid in the, in the household with – Big feet, got to get the word out to Shaq. He'll help you out one way or another, it seems. Hey, here's an interesting story I found created by an Italian company. Uh, this is a robotic exoskeleton that promises to improve the quality of life and mobility of disabled or injured people in a creative way. The controls feature three modes of operation depending on the level of use the wearer has in his or her legs. It's made up of lightweight interchangeable parts as well. Now developed through a partnership by the Italian Institute of Technology, Technology and the National Insurance Institute of Workplace Injuries, the exoskeleton is called the twin. Get what they did there. Uh, and was unveiled this past Friday during a press conference held at the Museum of Science and Technology in Milan. Battery-powered motors located at the knee and hip joints power normal motion based on three different modes, walk mode, retain mode, and twin care mode. Walk mode is for, use who are, uh, for users who are paralyzed from the waist down, moves their legs for them with an adjustable gait and walk speed. Retrain mode is for users who have some control over their leg legs and need a bit of strength and mobility buildup. To accommodate this, the exoskeleton provides assistance when it feels motion and similar to an electric pedal assist on electric bicycles. And then finally, the twin care mode, the exoskeleton helps people who are injured in only one leg. Software on board an Android tablet matches the movement and the gait of the functional leg to the exoskeleton wrapped around the non-functional leg, ensuring the movement are even and balanced. Uh, this has been in development since 2019. The twin has a battery life of about four hours and is made with lightweight aluminum alloy modules that can be disassembled for transport or if they need to be upgraded due to, um, to injury. 
It's still just a prototype. Crutches need to be used to help maintain balance, but it is an inspiring sight. And uh, this is a great, well, pardon the pun, step forward in the development of assistance for those with disabilities. What an interesting and great story. I love all the fun ways that people, and I mean, this is more than just fun, but all the different ways that people look at the concerns and the and the problems of, of the world and go about solving them. And here's another story about just that. What you're looking at is a modern British home with thick mud walls. It's part of an EU project to pioneer the construction of more energy efficient homes. It's created by architect Anthony Hudson, and he used a centuries-old construction method to build the bungalow, and yet it still uh, complies with modern building reg regulations. Its walls are constructed from three simple ingredients, hemp straw, earth, and water. When mixed together, it's known as cob, so the project was named the Cobb Bog. The three-bedroom house by Hudson Architects was built by local builders Groton and Murphy in January, and the team has characterized it as being quite inexpensive. However, they did not reveal the total cost of building. Mud, I didn't know this, mud is one of the most sustainable construction materials with some old cob buildings in Britain lasting more than 500 years. The new house faces large south-facing triple-glazed windows for solar warmth in the winter and an air source heat pump to provide additional heating. It's part of an EU-funded project to bring mud construction into the 21st century with a focus on net-zero carbon construction. And this is the EU's first regulation-compliant Cobb building. Uh, after the EU announced it was looking for architects to come up with a new way of using earth in houses, Mr. Hudson uh, just leapt at the opportunity. 68-year-old Hudson said the challenge was to create a home using earth as the primary building material, but which could also be thermally insulated. Earth is a very suitable way to build, especially because it's so widely available in the UK. Although there is still a way to go before the mud houses can be put on a mainstream market, Hudson does believe that the homes will become the new normal. He said, although the materials are cheap and easy to source, the building method is very time-consuming. At the moment, it has to be done hand by done by hand, so labor costs would run high. Yes, <laughs> I would say so. Uh, in March, the mud house is going to open to the public for viewing with its green roof that is uh, that supports biodiversity and replaces the loss of green spaces on the side of the home. What an interesting story. Good news all abound all around the world. Hey, folks, we're going to take a quick break. Let a couple of our sponsors say hello, let you learn a little bit more about what we're doing here around the New Thought Media Network. But please don't go away. Stay tuned with us. We'll be right back with more good news after these messages. It was a treat. It was a bonding. It was a celebration of men. It was a celebration of men who want to deepen in their spiritual awareness of one another, of themselves. Welcome. We are a brotherhood of spiritually minded and open-hearted positive men. We invite you to join us. And I came in knowing one person. I left knowing all of the group. 
and I feel like I came in knowing strangers, meeting strangers, but knowing and leaving brothers. Come experience the New Thought Men's Gathering, Foundations 2024. Friday, March 15th through Sunday, March 17th. With Rev. Robert Brzezinski, Rev. Patrick Creelman, Rev. Eamon Duffy and special guest musician Jamie Lula. In Vernonia, Oregon, at Camp Cedar Ridge. Learn more and register at www.newthoughtmens.community. with more of the good news here on the new thought media network it's friday evening i'm dr robert it's a chance to share in some of the good news stories we find throughout the world and you know we go from mud houses in the uk to amphibians i didn't know this one either dispersed around the united kingdom hundreds of heroic volunteers soaked themselves to the skin on early spring nights in order to save toads, frogs, and newts from being squished under the tires of passing cars. There is a network of volunteer societies that are literally transforming England by slowly walking around on dark asphalt roads with high-beam flashlights and high-visibility jackets. And they pick up the amphibians and drop them into the buckets for safe transport across the roads and byways of the United Kingdom. They are reducing a toll of roadkill on local amphibian populations by enormous amounts and assuring they can keep up their valuable ecosystem services, helping keep the insect populations in check. I have never lived in a location where there's a lot of amphibians on the road, so I don't know the problems, <laughs> um, but I can imagine and uh, last year, England's 203 amphibian rescue groups saved over, at, uh, they say, at least 115,000 animals from certain death on the roads. The groups have brought the number of amphibian deaths from road crossings down to 3% from a high of 60%. When you think that in March, hundreds of mama toads and frogs crossed the street with bellies full of eggs... That equates to the survival of thousands of animals overall. Over on a, another note, there are dozens and dozens of toad patrol groups that need new members. Uh, if you are in the UK, specifically Cheshire, Langshire, and the Isle of Wight, uh, your help is needed. Please reach out and learn more. I love that story. You can save the frogs. You can save the toads. You can save the newts. We could save all the animals. 
And hey, that's what our next story is about. Big, big, big news coming out of Kenya. Uh, and I'll tell you, I'm a little jealous. This is the one of the few animals I did not get to see on my recent visit to Kenya. Uh, the Kenya Wildlife Services celebrated the successful transfer of 21 eastern black rhinos to establish a new viable breeding population for the species that was on the brink of extinction just decades ago. Uh, it was an 18-day exercise ex executed by the highly trained capture and veterinary experts of the Losaba Conservancy. They received the 21 rhinos from three different locations. This is the 17th sanctuary in Kenya uh, where the animals can roam and intermingle. It's a uh, according to Tom Silvestri, the CEO of La Saba, it's incredibly exciting to be part of the resettlement of rhinos to a landscape where they've been absent for over 50 years. At one point, Kenya is estimated to have had over 20,000 black rhinos in the 1970s uh, until poachers decimated the herds for their horns. Uh, by the time the Kenya Wildlife Services was established in 1989, rhino numbers had declined below 400. Uh, now, since that time, the Kenyan's eastern black rhinos have made a remarkable comeback. And today, there's estimated to be just over a thousand individuals. Kenya is the stronghold of the eastern subspecies of black rhino, hosting approximately 80% of the entire world's popul surviving population of black rhinos every time i turn around i learn more cool things about kenya what a neat story love it love it love it and hey while we're talking about good news stories with uh on animals let me introduce you to annabelle lee now annabelle lee is a three-legged american pit bull uh, she is said to have a heart of gold and a sweetest disposition and she was adopted in 2017 by Alicia and Andrew Alderson. They say it was absolutely love at first sight. However, after just a short time together, the Aldersons discovered a three centimeter growth on Annabelle Lee's rear left leg. It was a mast cell tumor. Traditional surgical options were ruled out due to the eight-year-old's unique circumstances of already having only three legs. And uh, luckily, a drug approved by the FDA just three years ago has been transforming mast cell tumor treatment and was a perfect fit for the Virginia family. In general, the cost of such an injection is likely similar to the cost of surgery to cut out a tumor, but it's less invasive and anesthesia, which is risky for some older dogs, is not uh, required. Annabelle is now no cancer-free. And back to her playful self, all because of a new drug, Stelfanta, uh, was specifically designed to target mast cell tumors in dogs. It induces necrosis within the tumor while promoting rapid healing of the effective site, all with minimal scarring and a response, a response from 87% of the pups have complete tumor resolution. That includes Annabelle Lee. Congratulations, Annabelle. Glad you're still with us, dear one. All right, folks, we're going to take another real quick break. Let a couple more sponsors say hello, and then we'll be back with our final segment, including this week's Hero of the Week. You don't want to miss this story. Stay with us. We'll be back in just a couple more minutes. 
please help us say thank you to our organizational sponsors, including the Hefferlin Foundation, Affiliated New Thought Network, International New Thought Alliance, Science of Mind Archives and Library Foundation, Center for Spiritual Living Denver, Center for Spiritual Living Midtown, New Thought Philadelphia, Planned Happiness Institute, Summit Center for Spiritual Living, One Heart Retreats, Center for Spiritual Living on the Lake, Unity Kitchener, Unity Spiritual Center, Ottawa, Ohm Center for Spiritual Living, Satya Center, Begin Within Ministries, Center for Spiritual Living, North Jersey, Unity of Savannah, and the Center for Spiritual Living, Seattle, as well as all of our individual donors. Thank you for being part of the New Thought Media Network. Please like, share, and subscribe. New Thought Media Network, positively inspiring. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you, thank you, thank you to all of our organizational sponsors and individual donors for helping us to keep sharing this mighty message of the New Thought philosophy out into the world. We are changing, we are uplifting, we are inspiring hearts and minds every day with the broadcasts on New Thought Media Network. So thank you again for being a part of what's happening here. All right, back into the good news. Hey, down in Argentina, in the city of Cordoba, there is a hospital that's got a great initiative. Now, I've heard of this before, but this is great to see as well. Um, for various reasons, mothers and fathers are uh, absent when a premature baby needs the most nurturing. Uh, and rather than have them in incubators for the entire day uh, or when parents aren't available, uh, they have a new program where volunteers sit uh, to be moms and to hug these little babies while they are able to, uh, as, as they grow. Neither a mother nor a father needs to read the established scientific literature that is holding babies, speeds their neurological development, helps them gain weight, acclimatize to the world and sleep more soundly. They would know it instinctively upon holding their newborn, that according to the uh, head of the study. Hearing them sigh, seeing their hands unclench, and seeing their skin turn from beet red to a more natural color is sign enough for most humans to understand the baby is benefiting from the, the uh, human contact. For these reasons and more, the Provincial Maternity Hospital of Cordoba welcomes 50 volunteer huggers to spend time hugging premature born babies for, for those whose mothers are absent. The team consists of 49 women and one man, right on but 200 applicants are on the waiting list to provide more services. And folks, this is one of those stories that for me, I just love the fact um, that it's happening because it shows that it can happen anywhere. And any one of us can walk into an organization or a hospital and inquire about how to start such a program. Any one of us can have a great idea on how to serve this world that works for everyone. And all you got to do is look around and say yes to it. And a way is made clear to make it happen. Here's a few more stories about some good news that has happened. Uh, I want to introduce you to Lucky. 
Lucky is the horse in this picture. Uh, this all happened in L.A. County. Fire and Rescue had a ton of work to do to lift out, to lift out the 1,200-pound the horse that had fallen into a sinkhole. Uh, the 20-year-old mare managed to avoid any serious injuries to her legs from the fall when the muddy ground of her pasture parted and she fell into the sinkhole. Heavy equipment was called for by the fire department and they listed uh, over 50 members of staff to assist in the rescue operation. They say, you know, the name of the game is to not hurt the horse and to keep the horse calm. Uh, she's been in a mild to moderate distress at this time, and we want to get her freed and get more definitive care. That's according to a fire department captain. At first, the team thought a helicopter would be the best method of removing the horse from the sinkhole, but eventually changed the course to use the boom of an excavator and using heavy strapping. They made a harness for Lucky. Uh, a large vacuum was used to clear away the sand from the hole before the ex excavator lifted her out. 20-year-old horse named Lucky. Seems like she had <laughs> a lot of luck in this one. Hey, everybody, we do the Hero of the Week Award, and guess what? This week, we've got two. Yes, two Heroes of the Week. Three, if we count them all up. You know, we talk a lot, we tell you all kinds of stories of firemen rush and police officers rushing into burning buildings. Well, this time, it's two sanitation workers. It all went down in Tipton, England. Uh, last week, they were on their morning rounds and saw fires ripping through a small brick townhome. They rescued a man, a woman, and their dog, Steve Whitehouse and Kevin Marriott, work for Serco Garbage Collection, and it was Whitehouse who first jumped into action. Whitehouse said, I saw a young woman screaming from the balcony, and all I could think was that I needed to get to her as quickly as possible. He climbed up to a first floor balcony three, three different times to rescue the trio from the flames. He first carried the woman down, but when he turned back to help the young man, he found he was shouting to his dog. The dog bundled in a blanket. White House climbed down and told the owner to throw the dog to him and catch in him. The garbage man returned to the balcony to help the man down as well. While all this was happening... Uh, White House's partner, Marriott, went door-to-door -door shouting for people to get clear of the connecting townhomes. Both the man and the dog were suffering from smoke inhalation. Uh, the dog was treated on site while the man was rushed to the hospital. Congratulations, gentlemen. Thank you for being a portion of our Heroes of the Week and our Big Hero of the Week. I think I had about five different people send me this story, folks. And I saw it a few different times as well. This is Dr. Ruth Gossman. Uh, Dr. Ruth was left a large sum of money by her late husband, who was an early investor in Berkshire Hathaway, and when gave her gift to a uh, to uh, a uh, sorry to Einstein uh, uh, to the Einstein Medical College in the Bronx a billion dollars. This donation radically revolutionizes our ability to continue attracting students who are committed to our mission, not just those who can afford it. That's according to Dean Yaron Tomer. With this donation, all current fourth-year students will be reimbursed for their spring 2024 semester tuition. And effective August of this year, 
All students moving forward will receive free tuition. I'm very thankful to my late husband, Sandy, for leaving these funds in my care, and I feel blessed to have been given the great privilege of making this gift to such a worthy cause. Thank you, Dr. Ruth Gottesman. Sorry, I know I'm probably saying that improperly. At a time when it is so very important to support those that are going to are doing the good work for humanity, given a billion dollar gift to train future doctors and nurses, what a great, great gift. There it is, folks. That's our hero of the week. Thanks for being with us today on the New Thought Media Network. I'm going to get out of here, but I invite you to stay with us later tonight up at 6 o'clock. Michael, Pastor Michael Mangus and the Fireside Chat. And tonight at 7, another edition of New Thought Conversations, a special broadcast at 7 o'clock tonight. Uh, I had the great honor to sit down and interview Reverend Dr. Michelle Whittington of the Affiliated New Thought Network. Uh, We talk about her recent journey to India and experience with a leadership, uh, a leadership summit at the Gandhi Ashram. It's a great conversation. I encourage you to check that out and join us. That'll be at seven o'clock here tonight on New Thought Media Network. And of course, early tomorrow morning, 9 a.m. Mountain Time, we've got our Science of Mind and Spirit conversation series. Join us for that. I'm Dr. Robert. I'm out of here for now. Until next time, I want to wish you peace and richest blessings. Bye now.